My name is Dasani. Salam, I'm Amatula. And my name is Evangeline. And we are your wonderful hosts of the Going Up podcast. This is our first episode. And I don't know, our first topic is a saucy little number we like to call Stan and fandom culture. Spicy. Stan culture is disease, bitch. Get well. <laughs> it's an illness. <laughs> it's mental illness, love. <laughs> I feel like the consensus is basically like stand culture is like an unhealthy obsession with like a piece of media or like a um a piece of media, a person or any sort of like cultural touchstone. Um and then fandom. I don't really have a definition for fandom. It's just a group of people that enjoy one thing, right? Yeah, a group of people that uh, come together to and enjoy one thing, uh, enjoy a certain piece of media, or once again, people or touchstone, I guess. But I guess you wouldn't say that there's like a, I don't know, no hype beasts exist. <laughs> hype beasts are a fandom. And does that count? Would sneakerheads then count as a fandom? I would say so. I'm a part of the sneaker fandom. Yeah, I'm an Air Jordan stan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do I play basketball? No. The hell? Um, the Jordies fandom. A bit of a slides <laughs> fan myself. Not the nice slides. <laughs> We're all, like, jumping the Skechers wearers at the playground. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So basically, Amatala, I know you were like you're well versed on the Star Trek fandom. Unfortunately, for whatever reason. For whatever reason, oh god. So, if you would like to enlighten us on the history of fandom, <laughs> okay. So, I guess I'll start with them. So fandom is described as being a group of people that come together, create content, or consume content about a piece of media, a person, or some sort of other cultural touchstone, and just talk about it together. And stan culture is primarily someone, well, stan culture is defined by people who very much obsess with a certain fandom, person, or cultural touchstone. You would see it more with individuals rather than you see it with, like, fandoms. And we're going to be mostly talking about, like, bands and other um, little fandom things. I think the word Stan actually came from, like, an Eminem song. Like, I want to say, like, I feel like, isn't it, like, Stan? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what fucking song it was. And I don't care because he sucks. But, um... It sure did. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it, to the some extent. Like, actually, I'll save this thought for later because it's a hot take. Um, <laughs> a hot take. Oh god. I will put that in the vault. Um. So basically, me and Emma were talking yesterday about like, hmm. We're as we were talking about like not being able to casually like or dislike things like on the internet as it stands um basically because if you're like hmm making like the most innocuous tumblr post i don't really like insert k-pop band here you get 50 people in your inbox 25 of them are asking if they did something problematic and the other 25 are like out for your blood and they have your address and social security card so like there's no real, there's no casual, I just don't like the goddamn music, damn. Like, you can't say that anymore. You have to have a reason. And then even that reason is just you hating. You know, I don't know. You can't, you can't just be a hater anymore. <laughs> you can't just be a hater anymore. Can we get back to the days of just hating? I love being a hater. Bring <laughs> back haters. Oh, do you want me to talk about uh, the rise of fandoms? Yes, please. 
Okay. So fandoms have technically been around for a really long time, but modern fandoms, as we know them, largely emerged from uh, Star Trek. <laughs> and it's a very wild and interesting to think about. But even as far back as like the late 1800s with uh, Sherlock Holmes, when... Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle killed off Sherlock Holmes because he hated Sherlock Holmes. Fun fact. People were, like, really pissed off about it. There are even some, like, allegedly some small demonstrations and, like, mournings over his character because people really loved him. It's quite wild, but largely fandoms didn't really become more pinpointed and centered until about the late 60s, early 70s, when Star Trek came around. Most of the times, all these fandom gatherings, if you can call them that, were around science fiction or fantasy as a, as a broad-reaching genre. So then we get to Star Trek, and it's an instant cult classic. People love it. And largely, it's popular because of women and... Um, I, I do love me some herstory, but it was a little weird because <laughs> a lot of women got really into it. And this is where you see the rise of zines, including not safe for work zines. Uh, mm -hmm. They invented conventions because when Star Trek was canceled, they still wanted more content and behind the scenes. And eventually with uh, some people working hard and sending in tons of letters. They managed to get a third season, which was like a bad season, but but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, a lot of fandom culture and tropes with zines, sharing fan fiction, emerged largely because of Star Trek. And now it's just... It's been bad since the beginning, but, you know. What time period is this, actually, though? Like, what, what decade is this? Uh, 1960, like late 1960s and early 70s. Because, I ask because yeah. I, it's really important for me to know if they were like physically writing down these fan fictions. Because oh, these baby. <laughs> it's such an odd thought. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like as the generation we are in now, it's an odd thought to think that your parents could have been a, a stan of whatever, you not know? Not my mom. My mom has stan. <laughs> <laughs> not my mama. Like, I know, like, my mom, like, for example, my mom used to be obsessed with Jay-Z for whatever reason. <laughs> like I think she being black. I think it's a side effect of being black. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she met him once, and he was like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, is that Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, not to put my mother on blast, but I know my mom was involved in Live Journal because in the early 2000s she was in her 20s and she made like cute little fandom edits and stuff and was very normal about it. But <laughs> like, I've sometimes talked to her about. Uh, modern things that I've encountered on the internet and she's like oh yeah I remember when people did that and they were super weird and I'm like oh so this has been around for like 20 years where it's like the modern incarnation of people being really uh, fucking weird about everything I think that being weird like oh, I don't know I feel like being weird on the internet has this like it's as old as the internet itself. I'm sure, like, the very first chat room was a disaster. <laughs> what was that, like, on, like, America Online or what the hell ever? I don't know. I was born uh, AOL? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, but basically, the point of this whole conversation is to discuss... Not, like, so much the, hang on, that part didn't make any sense in my head. Um, basically, we're here today to ask fandom people, fandom mothers, aka 35-year-old white women with unsupervised internet access. And, <laughs> you know, I guess, like, bronies, even though that's a bear I really don't want to poke. 
I'll poke it. I won't. Oh, well. I got a pack of my riot gear and, and a bat. <laughs> um, and we're basically just, I want to know, why? Ain't y'all tired? <laughs> like that clip of, um, it was like the little woman, she was like, y'all want some lip gloss? Your mouths ain't dry talking about the same shit? Mine is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, basically, I just want to know, like, why does it have to be such a? Hmm. Why does it need to be so intense? Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like we can't just—you can't casually dislike things. You can't casually like things, and you can't not know about it. Or you can't claim that I know about it, which is one of my favorite games. I like to play this game where I talk to men and pretend I don't know what pop culture is. Um, like, I'll go up to them and be like, oh my god, I love your shirt. What does the S stand for? And it's like the Superman emblem. Um, <laughs> and they're like, it's Superman. And I'm like, oh my god, who's that? And they're like, bitch, it's Superman. I'm like, uh-huh. are you like a Superman? Yay! <laughs> I'm screaming. That's very feminist of you. I'd do it for the girls. I'd do it for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I just want to know, like, why does it, why is it, why do you do what you do? Why do they do what they do? And why is it on such an intense level that people can neither enter nor exit these spaces? Like, comfortably. Absolutely. And fandom large, like fandoms and stan culture largely is just, it's become such an identity for people that it's not something that you can take on or leave easily because when it's, it's no longer just, oh, I'm a fan of this person. It's, oh, I'm a this person fan. I'm a this person stan. We have our own little name and this is our identity marker. And it's yeah, like, I, yeah. Yeah, I, like. I've had, ex- like, I listen to K-pop, I would say rather casually, but I've had experience with, like, actual kind of crazy K-pop stands, right? And I know, mm. I have a friend that is more like a former one of those, and I remember him, like, talking about, like, I don't know how I was so obsessed with these people and keeping track of them, and, like, in hindsight, it was really unhealthy, but, like, that's all that I was holding on to at that point in time. Like, I assume for, like, mental health reasons. Like, like I think a lot of it, like, these obsessions have to do either with something that they're lacking in their own lives. So they latch on to this one thing because it brings them happiness. Or, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, you can control and curate your, like, fandom and stan experiences, and you can just, like, obsess over this one person, and you don't have to worry about, like, all your other stuff. And I mean, I'm guilty of that. I've definitely done that in the past when I was younger, where it's, Mm -hmm. I just was super into these things, and I didn't think about anything else. But when it comes to, like, being an adult, or creating really toxic spaces for minors, it's no longer okay. You can't just say, like, oh, well, I'm going through something. If you're 25, it is your responsibility to be an oh, adult and to not be a weirdo with kids. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. <laughs> I like, just feel like the... it's, um... oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, on the opposite end of the spectrum, like, nah, I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's to some extent, like, rationale. Like, I can see, like, Dasani being, like, uh, a high schooler, a middle schooler, and being like, oh, my God, I love these, this group. Like, the boys are so cute. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> or whatever. But, like, I feel like that's just normal child behavior. The key word is child. Like, I feel like, I want to, like, emphasize the fact that this, like, little, this episode is not, like, directed towards, like, the children. It's, I'm, I'm, my argument, my, like, topic, I'm, I'm directly talking to, like, 
Mary Beth and her three children that she's named after mm. like super hulak characters. Uh, is super hulak a real show? What is super no, hulak? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so super hulak, was, super hulak was like this thing on Tumblr. It was basically a convergence of supernatural Doctor Who and then Sherlock. I think that's it. Like it was just all of them together yep. and they had like at some point oh had, like, a fandom <laughs> war. Me. Like, it was like buck wild crazy <laughs> i don't think i don't think people I'm like, like hate i'm gonna hate threats <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't think people really like identify as a super hulak anymore in our year oh 2020 God. but to be honest they might <laughs> there are still uh super hulakians out there <laughs> It's quite yeah, scary. Like, you better hide. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get docked. <laughs> it's okay. I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> Canada's a big place. They're gonna have to find me. <laughs> oh, but, God. Uh, yeah, like there's those really big, huge fandoms that emerged with Super Hulak that's just absolutely crazy. Like the hype and the excitement around it, especially when we talk about like the uh, Misha Apocalypse, is just so bizarre. Like, I have a question. What's your question? Yes. I'm 18 years old. Uh -huh. I was born in 2002. I joined mm -hmm. Tumblr maybe 2017. I have mm -hmm. no fucking idea what Misha Apocalypse is. Not a clue. Wasn't it Not like a, a collective clue. obsession with Misha Collins? Question mark. Because he was in Supernatural. Okay, let me break this down. So, uh, I actually wasn't there for the Misha Apocalypse. I was there for the aftermath of it. Yeah, um, when was the aftermath? Because I think that's when I joined as well. Like, uh, 2013, 2014 is when. Yeah. People were like talking about it more often but basically um the misha apocalypse specifically was everyone was obsessed with misha collins from supernatural who played castiel i think i'm i'm going off like ancient knowledge <laughs> that i heard like i think you're right ago. i think you're right he was like an angel or some shit yeah, and so the Mish Apocalypse was just one day where everyone changed their icon and posted nothing but one same one specific photo of Misha Collins. <laughs> like if you've ever seen heritage posts, it was that icon. Oh, it's all I coming together. That white man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to at heritage post on Tumblr. <laughs> Like, they're fighting the good fight, I think. <laughs> Pose is doing more for uh, the fandom and the culture than any Super Hulakian has ever done. They're literally doing more for, like, archaeology. <laughs> for society! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, hang on, I lost track of what we were supposed to be talking about. Um, I guess basically, okay, so, like I said, me and Amazon were talking uh, yesterday about, like, not being able to participate in fandom or even really, like, perceive fandom as a black person, um, specifically as, like, I, we're not women, but, like, specifically as, like, black, you know. Women in quotes. Yeah. Feminine. Women. <sighs> Whatever. I guess. Well, Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> as, as black people in general, really. Because, you know, fandoms yeah. really do hate black people. Um, and it feels like every time, like, I express an opinion about, like, a fandom, I get one of two reactions. Well, really, like, one of, like, three. But one of two, it's either people will grill me about, like, questions and things. So I'm, one flaw, when my, 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 uh, cardinal sin is that I, I enjoy Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. Um, and people, I'll be like, yeah, I'm a Dragon Ball fan. Or I'll wear my, like, my little, like, Shenron t-shirt. And people will be like, oh. Oh, what episode did Shenron show up in? How many episodes are in the Cell Saga? Who beat Broly on Nampa? And I'm like, first of all, nigga, how am I supposed to look at the top of my head? What? Like, just right off the dome. Let me just let me just pull out that information that I have in the back of my head, like on the tip of my tongue always, because I'm always ready to talk about Dragon Ball. 
And then it's like, that's like one reaction. I get like I get grilled about answers that I do not have because like that people perceive me as a woman and they assume that I know less about them, about fandom and pop culture. The other reaction is people will kind of be like, I don't know. I, get, I think they expect me to like it because it's woke to some capacity. You know, I can just like things just to like them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and then when I dislike something, they expect me to dislike it because it's not woke. And I have to have like a, oh, the creator is a fascist and said the N-word. And I'm just like, I just don't like these character designs. I think they're whack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that people inherently see POC, but especially Black people, as inherently woke or whatever. But a majority, I would say, of us are not when we're like, especially like specifically when consuming media, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think like I think we're just like everyone else. We see a show. It look interesting. I watch it. I enjoy it. Like it's like that rather than being like, oh, I watched the show because there was a there was a lesbian and and she was black and 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 she used uh she they like it's that's it's not always the case. I mean, but I think I, will, people, but... I mean like I yeah, mean... but like <laughs> I think people like expect us to inherently like stuff like that even if the media is not good. Which is why I've like in recent history like you've had so many like pieces of media promote themselves on the platform of diversity and then fail to deliver on that diversity. Like exactly. the biggest the biggest uh, offender to this obviously is Steven Universe where you're just like you Steven Universe came out and it was like, yeah, these characters of color Whoa, are only coded as such. And then all the co- color-coded characters are going to be thrown to the side. Yeah, that's right. I said color-coded. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and it's just like, it's, <clears throat> first of all, that's bait. That's just straight-up black bait. You're baiting black people or baiting people of color, and then you're getting your views, and then you're throwing it to the side. That's first of all. Second of all, it's just like, I don't know, sometimes they look at the bait, and then I'll kind of like look up and see where the string is leading, and I'm like, "That you want me to go there? That's what you want me to watch?" Like the the um, what was the movie we were talking about yesterday for the the trailer we just saw? Spell. Um, it was yeah, it was spell, and it was like, "Ooh, black horror movie!" And then you looked at the bait for like ten seconds, and you were like, "Why are we villainizing black spirituality?" led the saw where the string leads and it leads to like these white men and you're like why why do you think this was gonna work i feel like definitely there's a lot of like especially now that diversity is the hot new word that people are promoting a lot of like really superficially diverse media it's like oh well there are like there's a black gay man in it or like oh my god look at these like cute asian lesbians and it's just like when you actually can watch the media, the characters are flat. They have no personality. They get killed off instantly. Yeah. And so you're left with this media that's sure on the surface level, it's really diverse. But when you watch it, it's nothing's there. It's just hollow diversity for brownie points. For real. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, and then I feel like there was this point in time where people were like starting specifically on Tumblr, when people were starting to like recognize that like not everything that they were consuming was good. Like there was a lot of things. I think like Attack on Titan was really popular for a really long time. Um, yeah. Even during the even during the hiatus between the seasons, um, it was still really popular. Had a huge like following. So and then people started recognizing. I'm like I'm gonna stick on Attack on Titan as an example. They started recognizing that it was, you know, they, it was fascist propaganda, like, at the end of the day. And, you know, there was a lot of backlash to the fans and people who, like, cons- were cons- wanted to stay fans. So people who, like, kind of left that fandom were very much lost. They were very much like, well, what am I going to enjoy now? 
and started looking specifically to the wokest media they could find um, and just latching onto it. Now, when that, you know, as, as it always does, anything like on like Netflix or whatever that has black people in it, it gets canceled. And so mm-hmm. these like white people who are looking for to be woke so that they can prove to their black friends that they're not fascists, um, they're running around looking for like more woke media to consume. And then being really upset when said woke media doesn't deliver, gets canceled, uh, it turns out it's run by someone who's even worse. Like it's, they don't know what to do with themselves. They just want to like look, like look, look as educated and intelligent as they like need to be to get not a call to not get a call off post. And I feel like that ties back to our topic with that fandoms are being made as made fans are being engineered and seen as like a personality trait like if you like this media you're a good person and if you like this media you're a bad person now caveat to this if you like certain pieces of media that does make you a bad person because you have to be a bad person to overlook all of its glaring problems however absolutely there it's like being a fan of something does not necessarily make you a good person or a woke person. And so having it be this weird personality trait is just incredibly, like, I hate the word problematic because of what it's become, but it's incredibly problematic and it's going to be ultimately toxic if it's like the second someone that made the show you like is says something racist, you have to be like... I don't know, jumping and trying to be like, oh, I never really liked it anyways, or oh, you know, all that shit that goes down. Yeah. It also feels very, like, I don't know, if your activism is, like, uh, predicated on the media you consume, like, if if the extent of your activism is watching television, you're not an ally. You're just a random white person with cable. Yeah. Yeah. think that like fandom is I I keep saying fandom bad which is very like simple but it's also (laughs) yeah fandom bad like (laughs) I think it's a it's it's a trap for a lot of like it's a trap we talked about briefly how minors will get into fandom not knowing like they'll just be like wow I sure do like insert show here yeah, I sure do like Pokemon. Typey type type. I like Lucario. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh no! Why is Lucario's penis out? It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's upsetting. Like, I feel like it's it's just too much. I don't think that it's ever okay. Like, it's never. If you are a grown adult. And you think that, hmm, I know this is made for children, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to draw not safe for work content for it, and I'm going to post it on the internet. It's, you are, you are responsible for any damage, for any, any, like, emotional turmoil that a child experiences. You are the problem in fandom, objectively. Yeah, I feel like with a lot of fandoms, it becomes like this strange space where people think that it doesn't affect anyone else that's not in the fandom. It's like, well, I don't cross tag or I don't do this or I don't do that. And it's like, therefore, no one else sees it or it doesn't matter when no, if you make this content and you post it on the internet, someone is going to find it one way or another. And you can't just like sit, say like it's out of your hands or, oh, children shouldn't be using the internet because the reality is children are using the internet. Children and share this space with it. you. Yeah. And so you can't just push the blame onto other people and onto parents by saying that like, oh, they should watch their kids as a like to absolve yourself of guilt around making objectively bad content 
or NSW content for children's media. And I especially... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to repeat myself. Oh, I was just going to say, I especially hate when there are, like, spaces, like, usually mixed spaces um, for, like, fandom content. Like, for example, I, like, recently... I joined uh, JoJo Discord and I left like almost immediately after because um, it was like, like y'all know, I really love me some JoJo. That's like my main like show right now. But I go in there and they're like, like one of the rules is like, oh, don't don't bash people for their ships and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, this is a red sign. So I go and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm I'm gonna go scroll and see what they're talking about. I go into the Not Safe for Work channel, like two. I scroll two times. Bam! There's a minor, and then they no one does anything about that. You know, like mm-hmm. they're making Not Safe for Work content about like sure this show isn't for kids, but it's evident that kids consume it because you have kids in the server and right. a lot of the main characters for the show are minors so are you guys not putting two and two together or is it like like it's like people are so quick to overlook things because oh well if you want to be technical kids aren't going to see they're going to see it eventually they're going to mm-hmm. see that you're you're sexualizing children eventually because we all, I think we all at this point have had a time, like as a minor, where you've seen something crazy like that and felt some type of way about it. And like people are not doing anything to stop that from happening. Like, like all these people are like, oh, well, you can ship what you want. like. But no, some of this is unacceptable and you guys need to do something about it. Like, like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the whole, like, don't like, don't read has honestly, I'm going to say, I mean this 100%, it has rotted people's brains. Because it's, because don't like, don't read, what it should mean is, if you don't like that this is going to be, like, a slow burn, friends to lovers, like, I don't know, whatever the fuck, then don't read it. Not... Yeah, not, I'm going to write really gross, reprehensible content, and if you stumble upon it, or you see me doing this, then it's your fault. Like, no, nigga. Back in my day, don't like, don't read, meant don't be homophobic in my comments. Period. I think that the fiction doesn't affect reality crowd. I think we just should just, like, fire, like, at them. Like with with guns, like we should just like line throw, up, throw the whole bag away, like just throw it <laughs> we out. Just take them out. I am so tired. Fiction doesn't affect reality. What about Jaws? Like, what about what happened with the sharks after Jaws? When Jaws came out, there was so much anti-shark sentiment. Like, people were so afraid of sharks for years. People are still afraid of sharks because of Jaws. Yeah, there are more like cow-related human deaths than sharks. I, I think. I feel like I heard no, I'm, I'm like pre- I know there's more vending machine related deaths. Well, listen, more deaths by furniture. Vending machine. <laughs> vending machine not with. Actually, okay, not to change the subject, but imagine a couch folding on you. Like <laughs> that's what happened in Crooklyn. Oh no, that was, that was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, like they, they were like, "Where's the cat?" And then like they opened like the fold out couch, and the cat just like sprung out. It was terrible. oh my god but also like if you say fiction doesn't affect reality then how the hell can representation matter because you can't you can't have it both ways you can't say that it's important for like marginalized people to see themselves in media represented well and then also say oh by the way fiction doesn't affect reality does it not affect reality when you're gonna get in trouble for it like Mm -hmm. like like, what about those um, books that they make you read in school where they're like, oh, the, the society is jacked up and we got to fix it. Like, uh, like people were saying that uh, the Hunger Games radicalized them. What about that? Like, like, Fiction doesn't affect reality, except every political campaign that you see, you're comparing it to Harry Potter. 
Make that make sense, Kathy. <laughs> like, people just want to be picky and choosy because they don't want to be, A, told they're wrong, or B, be told that they're disgusting. And they're both. Exactly. I think what kills me the most is is the... Hmm. For me, it's the hypocrisy. Because I feel like white people on the internet, like white gay people on the internet, will, they'll be like, oh, this piece of media is like so great. It's got gay people in it. And then you'll be like, yeah, but every person of color is like an abuser of some kind. And then they're like, yeah, but it's got gay people in it. And then like when they see like media that's primarily per- like full of people of color, They'll like look and they'll they'll search for homophobia in that bitch. They'll look. They'll go looking for it with like flashlights and pickaxes. They'll go mining for it. Yeah, like every time it's, like a piece uh, of media made by like black people, I th- like there's a double standard. Like if a white person like mm-hmm. makes a web comic or whatever, and it's like, oh, they're gays, but everyone's light or white, light skinned, and everything's great, and they're in love, and then this plot point's absolutely terrible. But then if a black person does like something similar, but for the blacks, then all of a sudden we're promoting, uh, I don't know, abuse or something crazy like that. Even though, if, yeah, even though like if a white person did that. Y'all would be okay with y'all would stand it to the to the day you die, like you know. <laughs> hmm. It honestly just happens so fucking often. Where like I remember with Black Panther, people were going crazy and people were like, "Oh, there's like," people were calling it like unfeminist and shit too. And it's like, okay, let me tell you how you're wrong and why you're wrong, and also cracker, you're like. Gonna be racist about a movie that's good, and like you know, Black Panther was not above criticism. You know, it's 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 like Absolutely. it's got a problem since a Marvel movie, but like I just feel like okay, what was the show? Was it Power? Which one had Taraji P Henson in it? Was that Power? Was that Empire? It was Empire. Oh, Empire. Empire. Yeah. So remember on Empire, they had that like that character who came out as gay. Hmm. I saw not a single white person on it. Now, I don't like Empire. I I I don't really care for the show. But the the fact that we are expected to go ham for Love Simon, but you can't tune into Empire just once. I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember my hot take from earlier, but I, I simply cannot. I'm looking through the chat trying to remember what I was talking about when I had that take. <laughs> and I'm so mad I didn't just say it so we could just put it here in the in the dialogue. Ugh. Yep. Cause unfortunately, Honestly? like oh, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I thought I remembered, but <laughs> Unfortunately, at the end of the day, like, fandom is still seen as, like, this amazing, infallible thing. And any criticism of it, especially if you're uh, of the colored persuasion, is just... (laughs) Of the brown variety. (laughs) Of the black persuasion is just thrown out the window... Because you're just seen as a hater, or on the flip side, you're viewed as being like this saint of correct opinions, and that everything mm-hmm. you do has to be inherently political. And so, at the end of the day, we have these fandom spaces that are incredibly toxic, that ultimately don't really do anything but serve white people and white people's interests, and don't really advance anything. Mm-hmm. I also think that, so like... Uh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was just gonna say, so what are we gonna do about that? Literally, what, so what the hell are we gonna do now? <laughs> well, well, I think, <laughs> like, okay, so here's my take. Fandom as a whole, not very great, but <laughs> I will say this, 
it could be well I can't I don't want to say it could be worse, but I want to I think it's already bad as a king kid. <laughs> but but like, is not hell. For real. But I think um like just the idea of it isn't bad and could be done in a way where people won't be harmed by it, maybe. I don't know. Because like that's absolutely shit execution. Yeah, because like pers for me. Like in small groups, I participate in the fandom the most because for the longest mm-hmm. time, all I drew was my OCs. But I get like five, six, seven people that also like something that I like, and suddenly I'm inspired to create for that. And I think that's what fandom should be. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you need to curate your own space. Like, I know that's not something everybody can do. But if possible, I think the best mm-hmm. way to participate in fandom would be to curate your own probably smaller space. Because the bigger that it gets, the easier it is for a parasite to get in and infect everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a, this is, I don't want it to come off as, like, none of us like any, <laughs> none of us, like, like any fandom things or participate <laughs> in anything. Yeah, we hate everything. I live in a cave and (laughs) I get like a Wi-Fi. I don't even own a TV. (laughs) Like, no. The reason I know so much about Star Trek is because I like Star Trek and I like a lot of other objectively nerdy, fandom-y things. But I keep all those people at a distance. You will not catch me calling myself a fucking Trekkie. (laughs) But, like, it's not a part of my personality. Like, I have a healthy relationship with, like, fan content and also the media that I consume. If someone bashes on Star Trek, they have absolutely every single fucking right to, because I bash on Star Trek. Exactly. (laughs) And and it's like, it's something I enjoy, and it's not a part of who I am. I, I truly just think, like, at the end of the day, it's really, like, if it, hmm, I don't want to say, like, again, this is not, like, directed towards, like, the minors, the children, and, like, fan spaces on the internet, um, even though, get out of there while you still can. But, like, I, I feel like, at the end of the day, if you're a grown adult, it's really up to you to, like, like, Amazon said, you gotta, first of all, distance yourself from the media itself so that it's not, like, who you are. And that it's something that you just enjoy. Like, I like, I like Super Mario a lot. And I don't talk about Super Mario a lot. Because (laughs) Super Mario is, is, uh, first of all, there's not that much, there's a lot of content. But there's not that much to talk about. Um, (laughs) And it's just like, I don't know. There's so many, like, issues you say, like, oh, some people were like, hey, why do these character designs look like, you know, caricatures? And I'm like, you know what, they kind of, they really do, actually. And that's something to be critical of when I, like, enjoy the, the media. Yeah. Because that's something I'm able to do. Enjoy things critically. Yes. I think uh, something that's really stuck with me is this tweet that I wish I could find. Uh where someone was basically like, I don't like the fact that when a piece of, when like a content creator or a piece of media is shown as being bigoted, people's immediate response is, oh, can I still like it and not have I internalized the bigoted message? Mm-hmm. That's the way, I feel like that's the way we should look at things. It's not like, can I still like this thing, even though that's a, not like a good question to ask, but it's definitely a question you should ask yourself. Uh, but have I internalized any of the bigoted messages? Have I agreed with any of them? Have I laughed at any of them? And do I still want to continue to do that if I've answered yes? I think that's like a very good point. And that this reminds me of like the recent like r- reminder that J.K. Rowling is a turf. Like, mm-hmm. I think every time it comes up, people are like, Oh, but I mean, I can still like it, or you can still like buy this video game. You can still read the books. You can still no, no. Like, like many people have pointed out that um, 
like like you like you got to look between the lines because many people have pointed mm-hmm. out because I've never been into Harry Potter, but in uh, apparently in the books, like they had like goblin, I think that were like greedy and they had yeah. noses, and then there was like some some other race that just lived to serve, and apparently the, like, the like house elves that were like comfortable with slavery. Yeah, like like all her beliefs flew into her work, and y'all just ate it up like it was Sunday's dinner, and you didn't use a single brain cell in you. And now people are telling you, hey, maybe this isn't as good as you thought it was. And y'all are like, well, maybe, maybe you're just thinking she, she's just saying, she didn't mean it. Like, and it's annoying. <laughs> Because like it's she's annoying. so she's so blatantly showing her true colors and people choose not mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just a matter of like I don't know. White people are kind of funny because they'll be like, um, "Oh, if I ever do something wrong, educate me." And then you try like, educate you. You start to talk to them in a way that isn't like a kindergarten teacher to her six year old student. And then they're like, you're being so mean. These antis, you're so like, like, come on, man. You just told me to educate you. I'm not going to baby step you through it because you're 17. Yeah, or like 26. Yeah. I Like, so much of the criticism or education is seen as being an attack rather than just education. Because if because like, again they're so attached to it, yeah. Like obviously, some critique, quote unquote, can be kind of haterit, like and be seeped in haterism, like yeah. minor critiques, like oh, I didn't like the pacing or whatever, which can be valid at times. But like yeah. saying they're racist caricatures is not an attack; it's just a fact. Exactly. Yeah, like, if you feel like you have to defend Mm -hmm. a piece of media or you have to defend yourself because a piece of, like, because, like, this thing that you watch has racial racial caricatures, you're clearly consuming fandom in a really unhealthy way. Like, it's okay if you didn't know, but now you know, and now you need to decide what to do, and you don't need to yell at me because I told you, like, come on! Also, come off anonymous. Please. Period. Let's do this like adults. Speak with your chest. I'm sick of you being on anonymous. With your whole chest. Both titties. Come on. (laughs) Playing with me. I think I've been blessed to not have experienced anon hate. Oh, mashallah. Y'all ain't never gonna get anon hate like I got anon hate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. All right, we should wrap this up. Okay, uh, how do you want to wrap it up? Hmm. I guess, like, a final reflection from all of us. Okay. Do you want to start, or... Hmm. I guess my final thoughts on the topic are... Fandom is something that should be enjoyed in moderation. I think even just thinking about the term fandom or standing something is just... Hold on, let me restart. (laughs) I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. It's okay to enjoy things, and it's okay to like things, obviously. I'm not ever going to say that you can't like stuff, even though people seem to think we're on this magical crusade to end all people liking things. But at the end of the day, you can consume content. You can even consume, quote-unquote, problematic content. But you have to recognize if you absorbed or internalized any of those problematic elements. You have to look outside of yourself and your own personal perception of yourself and see, hey, is this something that I should be upset about? Or should I be on the other side? getting upset at people like me because as fun as it is to be with other people who like things if you get offended because someone told you that something you like is not good then you have your own set of problems to work through yeah um so I remember my hot take from before ooh 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna close with this. This is like my final reflection. Unless it's on you, do you want to go first? Um, I don't think I have much to say. I think my reflection would be um, step back, just step back and look at everything take as a, a whole. Just for take a break. Step on back. Just, 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 just look. See how you interact. See the influence that you have on other people, and then decide if this is really what you should be doing and spending your time with is it healthy are are you getting enough sleep are you hating from this the side of a cracked screen <laughs> are, you dizzy? Are, are you dizzy, dizzy? <laughs> um so my basically my closing take is a hot one it's basically do you, are you familiar with the, ter- the term fujoshi yes oh god so basically my take is that People like stands and Fujoshis are the same people. Um, especially in the terms of like the etymology of the word, like Fujoshi, it straight up means nasty woman or bad woman. And Stan is a stalker fan. They've both taken these these derogatory titles, these insults, and made them their personalities when they should have been left behind for something a little bit more a little more kosher honestly i'm a little more like mature about like how they internalize and absorb media so i guess my final take Mm. is just like grow up this isn't middle school we're not on the playground you're not doodling in your like pre-algebra textbook you're on the internet where everyone can see you including your employers and i will be sharing your linkedin profile with the arby's that you work at not the Arby's. You have the meats and I have the receipts. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Going Up. Here's your floor.